The Israel Report with Rolene Marks. Crossing fingers, holding thumbs, hoping that we don't have any blackouts today. Joining us on the line now, Rolene Marks, our correspondent from Israel. Good afternoon, Rolene. Always a pleasure to have you on board. I missed you guys on Thursday, but hey, those uh, electricity gremlins, they get to us sometimes. Well, certainly they do. Well, let's get let's get going with the show. Tens of thousands of block roads try stopping MKs from reaching the Knesset for vote on judicial reform. We'll come to that because that needs a bit of unpacking. But first things first, uh, Rolene, what transpired at the AU and why has it caused such a significant uh, diplomatic issue between Israel and South Africa? Well, this is a severe diplomatic breach. Uh, if you haven't been following on uh, Saturday, there was an African Union summit in Addis Ababa, that's in Ethiopia, and the Israeli observer delegation was summarily kicked out. Now, Israel has observer status along with many non-African countries like Greece, North Korea, China, various others, and uh, this basically means that we have a seat in the room. We can't vote on resolutions. We can't propose on uh, propose any resolutions. But it is seen as a major diplomatic coup, especially as countries warm up bilateral ties with Israel, strengthen. We've just seen Chad opening an embassy in Israel, in Tel Aviv, and many African countries taking the position, why should we have to choose between Israel and the Palestinians? It's not our conflict, and Israel has a lot to um, to give African countries. Now, when this happened, uh, Israel's Ministry of uh, Foreign Affairs blamed Algeria and South Africa. In fact, Lior Hayat, who is a... Um, the, the, the foreign ministry spokesperson said it's sad to see that the African Union has been taken hostage by a small number of extremist countries such as Algeria and South Africa, driven by hatred and controlled by Iran. Now, while President Ramaphosa has said there's no evidence to prove that South Africa was directly involved, uh, it's no secret that South Africa has made this one of its foreign policy key objectives, which is to get Israel's observer status rescinded at the African Union and has embarked on quite an aggressive campaign. And no sooner had the president of South Africa said that, uh, that we have a statement coming out from the ANC talking about how encouraged they are. So this has caused a major diplomatic uh, breach, and we are expecting South Africa's Sharshade affairs, mm-hmm. because we don't have an ambassador from South Africa to Israel, ties mm-hmm. have been downgraded, right. to be summoned momentarily for a rebuke. Just out of interest, Rolene, um this uh, rejection of the Israeli delegation from the AU, were there any specific words said? Was there any specific individuals involved, uh, any quotation, anyone quoted, uh, any confrontation, anything distinct that came from that? Just out of no, interest. just the uh, horrific way that the uh, uh, the deputy chief of the uh, African desk, her name is uh, Sharon Barley, the way that she was kind of like 
shoved out was really just um, absolutely horrible. There is footage doing the rounds. Wow. And this is a, a major issue, a major issue not just between the two countries. Uh, this is a major issue uh, from a diplomatic perspective. The African Union have not responded to any requests for comments about the um, about the incident, but uh, you can be sure that Israel will be escalating it because uh, it is a severe breach of diplomatic protocols. Well, certainly, coming back to what you just mentioned, uh, Rolene, about the South African charged affairs being summoned, would any indication when that could be? Well, the foreign ministry, when they um, announced it, said uh, said that on Saturday, they said within the next couple of days. So we are expecting it maybe later today, tomorrow. Sure. And, of course, you will hear all about it on the Israel report. Well, certainly looking forward to that. Let's move on now to all the action that's been happening. Not so, yeah, not so... Uh yeah, shall we say, uh, accepting these mass protests in Jerusalem, exchange of words with the U.S. envoy over reforms, and Herzog believes the compromise can be reached. Please take us through all this. Well, as we speak, we've got about 60,000 protesters marching around the Knesset. Uh, wow. These are Israelis from all ages, from all walks mm-hmm. of life. Because, again, I want to be very, very clear. This is not about election results, mm-hmm. and this is not a left-wing issue. This very much is goes across the board. In fact, earlier today, we had Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu's national security advisor, a veteran in the Kurd Knesset uh, say that this is a uh, uh, he's got many friends that who are not anarchists and are not extreme leftists and they are definitely mm-hmm. concerned by the judicial issues and he really hopes that uh, we go to a state of dialogue mm-hmm. because again this is not about um, the reforms this is about the fact that the coalition a part of the government wants to put in sweeping reforms without a broad-based consensus. Now, as you said, President Herzog seems optimistic that we could uh, come to some kind of compromise. Last week, he he really broke with um, the uh, traditionally uh, just a figurehead position of the president, and he addressed the nation, expressing his concerns. And we have heard uh, not just as I mentioned last week from economists from the legal fraternity on Thursday, because we weren't able to go on air, I wasn't right. able to tell you mm-hmm. that um, 500 Shayetet 13, these are f- uh, former you know, naval commanders at the yes. highest level have written a, a, an open letter to Defence Minister of also a Likud member, your Galant, saying, please do everything in your power to stop this. As we speak, we've got IDF reservists. We've got parents and children marching, not just in Jerusalem, but in Tel Aviv, in cities across the country. And from what I've seen Saturday, also, Roland, to sorry to cut you, also Shin, Shin Bet and Mossad are very concerned about these yes. d- developments because, as they've said, uh, this impacts on security, on security issues and stability. 500 Shin Bet, Mossad hmm. and former police chiefs also expressing their concerns. The chief of police uh, yesterday saying the language needs to be dialed down because mm-hmm. we could have a situation where somebody could be assassinated. That was uh, Police Commissioner Shaptai's words. Um, we've had earlier today 
the head of the Shin Bet, Ronen Bar, phoning Justice Minister Yariv Levine, saying to him, the atmosphere is heating up. You need to cool it mm. down. You need to calm down the situation. It doesn't help that Yair Netanyahu, um, Prime Minister Netanyahu's son, tweeted out earlier today the Shabak or the Shinbet is trying mm-hmm. to instigate a coup against his father. He says that without absolutely no proof at all. We've also now heard from Philanthropy, the world of philanthropy, at least 15 major donors and charitable foundations, mm-hmm. up, including yeah. Birthright, uh, including somebody like um, uh, uh, Charles Bronfman, whose name is on many, many buildings across this country, saying because of our love for Israel, we are deeply troubled by this attempt to curtail the independence of the judiciary, one of the key features that makes Israel one of the most vibrant democracies in the world. We had an exchange of words with um, the U.S. ambassador saying that they are imploring Prime Minister Netanyahu to put the brakes mm-hmm. on uh, the judicial overhaul. We had uh, M.K. Chickley saying that the ambassador should mind his own business. You mm-hmm. don't talk to uh, the envoy of your biggest ally in, in that fashion. And Prime Minister Netanyahu say, you know, um, we, we reassure our allies that we will not be ruining democracy. So I don't know who is in the most unenviable position, Prime Minister Netanyahu, as he seeks to try and calm down temperatures. President Herzog, as he receives all these uh, open letters. But the situation here is very serious. Uh, And again, and I can't reiterate and I can't stress this uh, strongly enough, this is not about election results. This is not the left. This is the left, the center, and the right coming together to to participate in protests. I wonder what we'll be chatting about tomorrow, Rolene. Looking forward to seeing how this is going to materialize uh, since our chat now. Very quickly, Rolene, one minute, UN Security Council drops a vote on the resolution against settlement activity. They seem to be coming to their senses. Yes, well, this is at the behest of the United States, who said that while they condemned the announcement about uh, the uh, legalizing of nine illegal settlements, as well as the building of 10,000 more homes, that we can also debate whether or not that is illegal, uh, because uh, many see the the building of a pergola or something as illegal where in fact those are built on existing structures Mm -hmm. in disputed territories. They have said that it is extremely unhelpful to engage in this kind of UN um, condemnation. So it is quite significant that we are seeing for one of the first times Mm -hmm. uh, walk back plans for a a resolution from the UN Security Council and what will likely happen is a uh, UAE-sponsored statement of condemnation. Rolene, we're going to have to leave it there. Always a pleasure speaking to you. Have Enjoy the rest of your day and have a blessed evening. Rolene Marks, our correspondent from Israel, giving us uh, the latest on what's happening in the Holy Land.